0: Vital, vital, vital advice for your everyday life. Welcome back. I hope you're having a great week. I hope everything is going well with you and you're going to therapy and doing all the things that you should be doing to have a positive attitude on life. (laughs) Okay, guys, today's episode is highly requested. And when I say highly requested, I mean almost every person who has requested an episode has requested this particular topic. I did not realize this was a topic that needed to be talked about, as I have already done an episode that was kind of focused on happiness in general. But I guess I do need to divulge a few secrets, a few tips in regards to those individuals who are single and not happy about it i i really struggle with the concept because for me i spent all of my 20s single there was only like a few months out of the entire 10 years of my 20s where i wasn't single and they were not happy months (laughs) so i definitely feel like i am qualified to give you the correct Vital advice that you would need in order to be happy single, but it does confuse me that it isn't something that you're finding on your own. So be warned, I'm going to probably give you some advice that you're not going to initially believe is easy, but I promise you that it is. A little life update though um, I'm moving. <laughs> Like a couple of days, I really should be packing. But here I am recording this podcast episode and my cat is sick and I don't know what's wrong with her. It's more than likely just stomach issues. She's got a very sensitive stomach. So every now and then I have to change her food because nothing is ever good enough for that queen. (laughs) But as of today, she seems to be fine. Things seem to be going the right direction. It is hot as hell. Summer is officially here and summertime is the best time of year, I think, to be single. It is the time where it doesn't matter if you have someone with you. In fact, it's almost better because it's so hot. Do you really want to be sticky, sweaty next to someone sitting so close to you? Ew, not enjoyable. So a good time to do this episode, I feel. I'm going to start off this topic with addressing the key issue with your logic and asking this question to me. Sorry if you felt attacked by that, but it's kind of obvious to me. How to be happy single. The issue with your lack of happiness is in your question. You are associating happiness with a relationship status, which also is worrying because it implies that the only way you can be happy in your life is if you are in a relationship, which means that the only happy people in this world are people in relationships? No. In fact, I think the uh, divorce statistics would show that there is a large majority of people who are very unhappy in marriage, unhappy in relationships. That does not necessarily mean that I think that marriage is flawed or not a good thing. I think... The majority of people who say, I'm not happy in this marriage, aren't actually referring to happiness when they talk about it. I think they're referring to their needs not getting met and expecting their partner to meet those needs. And when they don't, they get frustrated, associate the feeling of their needs not their needs, their needs not getting met as happiness, and therefore end the relationship and repeat that cycle of trying to get their needs met. By a partner. Sometimes they're able to find a partner who can fulfill those needs. That's possible. But it is also possible for you to figure out how to meet your needs without someone. Because whether you like it or not, when you're single, you have to fulfill your needs. When you don't have a partner, who makes you happy? You. Who does the things that make you feel special? You do those. You do those for yourself. You do your self-care, you do your happiness stuff, you do your hobbies, you do, you go to the movies you want to see. The stuff of happiness has to be completely separate from your relationship status. The things that make you fulfilled in life, that make that level of what real happiness is, is completely separate from your relationship. So whether you're single or whether you're in a relationship, your happiness needs to be separate from that identity in relationship, single. Happiness is its own thing, and it is always your responsibility to uphold and maintain. You are in charge of your happiness 1,000% of the time, regardless if you're married, single, divorced, engaged, your happiness is your responsibility. So if you want to be happy single, you need to be doing things that make you feel happy, just like you need to be doing things that make you feel happy when you're not single. The power is in your hands. When you are defining your relationship uh, status as single, and therefore you're sad, that's putting way too much power into the hands of an individual who does not know the root of what makes you happy. You can explain what makes you feel happy to your partner every day, every morning, and still they will fall short of making you feel happy because it is only you who know what you need and what will make you feel true happiness. Okay. if you would like more information on what I view as true happiness, I have that episode, like I mentioned earlier, it's called How to Be Happy Now. I think it was in the first season. It was probably my favorite episode of this podcast ever because it does have foundational knowledge and tips and tricks that will take you to a place you never thought you could go in happiness. And it's what I use to kind of fight off my depression and fight off my anxiety. And it works and it worked before I was in a relationship and it works now while I'm in a relationship and it works the same regardless. Okay, so that's the first step in being happy. Single is take your happiness under your control and keep it there. Even when you're not single. When it comes to being happy single, I feel like the type of person who struggles the most with feeling like they can confidently find happiness single are the type of people who associate everything fun with having to have someone else there with you in order for it to be fun. If you are the type of person who cannot do anything without another person being present with you, that should be the biggest red flag about yourself that you should be addressing right now. Nothing on this planet is something you have to have someone there with in order to enjoy or to participate in or to, I guess, like eat. Because I I do understand that there are restaurants that kind of you do need to have another person there. In theory... For it to be an enjoyable experience, like if it's a restaurant that like serves only huge portions. But even then, thinking back when I was single, and even now, because I am long distance, I do a lot of things by myself, that would not turn me off from going to that restaurant. That just means I have a bunch of leftovers to take home for later on. Nothing about that type of scenario now makes me feel like I can't go out and do it. Just because other people would be looking at me. And that should be another red flag. If your main worry about going out on your own has to do with people looking at you and thinking about you sitting there by yourself, then you really need to have a conversation about yourself, about why you care about what other people think. About what you're doing with your life and your time and your, your freedom to go out and do things. Fuck them. Like, who cares what they think? This is your time. You don't need someone with you in order to do that. So in general, I do understand, but I'm not going to be able to sympathize. I'll empathize as much as I can, but I've done everything by myself. In general, it is (laughs) everything in this world you can do without someone there, and you can find a way to do it happy by yourself. The next thing that I would recommend for you to do is start taking this time as a moment where everything in your world is under your control. Nothing is in anyone else's lane. You don't have to weigh in with anyone about a single decision that you make in your life. And therefore, this is your time to figure out what the hell you need when you have those moments When you're sitting at home and you're feeling lonely or you're wishing that you had someone, pause, identify the need that needs to be filled and determine how that need can be filled. Is that a need you can fill without anyone else's help? Or is this something that you really do need someone else in order to Fill that need. And if it is someone else that needs to fill that need, determine what way they can do that that would make you feel like that need is being met in a relationship. Then write it down or memorize it. Put it in your your dating toolbox so that when you start dating people, you have full knowledge of what you need in in a relationship in order to feel like all your needs are getting met. This is a great time to do that. And no one can stop you or distract you from doing that because you're single. There are so many benefits to this time and it is your time to shine through it. Take advantage of having nothing to do on a Friday night. Do something new, different that fills your needs and find out what else you want out of life. The truth of the matter is, if you're not happy alone, you will never be happy in a relationship because the needs that you are feeling that need to be met by someone else, I don't think that they're actually what you think they are. It's not happiness that's lacking. Because, like I said earlier, happiness is under your control. It might be that you are wanting companionship or some sort of conversational person in your life whether that is someone you're dating or a friend like you this is all sorts of things that you could be talking to yourself about and figuring out who fills the need does it have to be my partner because i am a huge i guess advocate for people using a community to have their fields need their fields needs (laughs) their needs filled You can have some of your needs filled by your best friend. You can have some of your needs filled by your mother. You can have some of your needs filled also by your partner. They all will be different, but putting all of the needs that you have in your body is a lot of responsibility to put on a single person in your life. Here's a good time to determine how you can better share your needs within your community. I am aware of a large part of our community a single people who will spend so much. Hi, baby. Are you feeling better? Oh, so glad to hear from you, honey. Oh, my little Grimmy's feeling better. All right, sorry guys. Say hi to Grim, and then we're gonna <laughs> move on. The large majority of people who are feeling this anxiety behind being single tend to be people who will go from relationship to re- relationship, person to person. Or if they have a small amount of time where they're not dating someone, they will latch onto one of their friends because they cannot do a single chore, a single task, or a single weekend without someone there. That is a huge red flag. That should be a red flag for yourself if you're one of those people. And you should also probably point that out to a friend if they're acting that way because they also could be doing better than just using you to fill a hole in their life while they get a haircut. I actually have a couple stories that actually brought this to mind is I started noticing a trend within my friend groups over my 20s that always seemed to have the same kind of undertone when I would associate with them. And I would notice that what they were basically doing were they were using my free time as a way to fill their gap in their life while they were not able to be with their boyfriend or when they were not able to be in a relationship with someone at that time. Now I know I just said like use people to fill the, uh, the needs in your life but I don't necessarily think that being alone in some tasks is a bad thing. So yeah, you can definitely reach out to your friends, but it's the, I literally cannot get a haircut. I cannot go to the grocery store. I cannot do a single thing, get gas in my car, unless someone is there. That, oh my God, Graham. Naughty girl, get down. Naughty girl, get down. Jumping on the table like she owns this place. Naughty girl. You stop that. Sorry, guys. (laughs) All right. If you cannot get gas in your car without someone being around you, that is a little bit of a codependent red flag. You need to be able to do some things on your own and be okay and not feel like it's the end of the world or like you're super duper saya because you had to do it by yourself. You should be content with your own company. That is how you learn to be happy on your own, is being alone, purposefully doing it, not caring if someone else is there. I'm going to tell you about a couple of these people that I started noticing these trends with. There was one girl, I I was maybe not even barely 20 years old, maybe not even, I was like 19 years old. And I was interested in this guy and he went to my church and I started hanging out with him and he invited this girl who, spoiler alert, he actually was interested in. He was just kind of chilling with me because she was taken at the time. <laughs> but that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is she started latching on to me because she thought I was a cool person or so I thought. And she would invite me to go and do her chores with or her like her not chores exactly. Actually, she did invite me to help her Uh, pack for a vacation so yeah some of her choice too but in this specific instance it was to go to the mall and pick up some things that she wanted to get for like fashion stuff and then get a haircut and I did not need to do any of those things I did not need anything at the mall I didn't really want to go to the mall and I did not need a haircut but she invited me to go with her to spend time okay sure That sounded fine at the time and I was like, you know, early 20. So like, you know, going to the mall is kind of a a fun thing. So we go there. She gets the stuff that she needs and I just sit around and do nothing because I don't need anything and I'm not going to spend money there. Then I follow her to the place where she's getting her hair cut and I sit next to her while she's getting a haircut. What part of that did she need me for? None of it. She didn't need me for any of those activities. All of those things, I did not add to the value of that experience. There are some people in my life that I would do that for, and I would find value from it because we're really close. Like We've known each other a long time, but this was like one of the very first hangouts I ever did with this person. And it was okay until it started to become a trend. Anytime she needed to go and do something, she... asked me to go with her if her boyfriend was busy. We would hang out if it was to fill the void of no one being there. I, I watched her brush her teeth once because she could not like, <laughs> she couldn't get ready for a party we were going to unless I was there and like, it just was like, very like, okay, I guess I'm going to stand here and be present while you do these things. It did not serve a purpose this person ended up being very codependent and I eventually had to step away from the friendship for many reasons. Um, one of them being the guy that I liked was really into her and, uh, kissed her the night before he kissed me. Um, even though she was in a relationship, I'm like, this was like really like freshman year of college stuff so like I do have no ill will against this guy but I did back then <laughs> so I had to like step away from that friendship this is not the only person who acts this way um, my sister worked with uh, someone in Korea who was always dating someone and she brought it up to her and I met this person and it was very much like she would go out at night but she needed someone to go with her Not because she couldn't do things on her own, but because she preferred to have the company of other people, which is, again, like not so bad unless it gets codependent. She asked her once, like, why do you just date these guys if you don't really like them? Because that was the trend she was doing. And she said, because then I wouldn't have anyone. That should not be your mentality. You should not just date whoever and be with people even if like you don't see it going anywhere. You don't see the potential of it being something that you would, first of all, enjoy spending time with them or going somewhere trajectory-wise of like progressing in the relationship. Either way, if you don't like someone, don't spend time with them. But she could not not have someone. (laughs) Huge red flag. (laughs) Last year, I talked about the, the person that I had in my life, even in my thirties, they still exist. Uh, She could not go places unless someone was with her. And it was once again, that situation where I did not need to go to those stores. I did not need to do those things, but she needed someone to be there with her to do those things. I like watched her, I came over one day, thinking we were going to hang out or something, but all she did was clean her house and then practice for her pole dancing class. That was it. I got nothing out of that evening. I could have been doing something that benefited me. Instead, I just sat there and I watched her clean. Oh, it's just like the, the fact that I have so many experiences in my life watching people do things and wasting my time for the benefit of having someone there because they can't be alone. I can't express to you the like visceral reaction that I have to that feeling that I sat there (laughs) and watched these people do these things and I was just like, okay, thanks for the hangout, guys. Ugh, no. You should be able to do those things alone and be happy about it. I personally am not an introvert, but through my 20s and spending so much time in reflection and like restarting my life in new areas of the country and in the world where I didn't have a social group already foundational for myself, I learned so many sweet, sweet beauties of not having anyone there that I embrace at any time that I don't have a large group to hang out with. Not that having a large group or a large community is a bad thing. I miss that. I do. And I I do empathize with anyone else who currently doesn't have a large group to hang out with. I do understand why that's hard. And it does feel limiting in many ways in some areas of entertainment specifically. I do understand it, but that has never held me back. And now in my 30s, I will go to symphonies by myself. I will go to concerts by myself. I will go to restaurants, steakhouses. My actual favorite thing to do is to go to the movies by myself. You want to know why? I love going to the movies by myself. No one talks to me while we're watching the movie. No one steals my popcorn. No one steals my candy and... The biggest benefit, you will always have a good seat when you go to the movies by yourself because everyone's trying to sit together, right? And they're like, oh, we want to sit and there's only three seats here and there's only one seat there. You will always have a good seat because you can one off. You could show up and like five minutes before the movie starts and always get a seat because you're by yourself. You don't have to get a seat with anyone. You don't need to sit with anyone. You can go and sit down, watch your movie in fucking peace. It's beautiful. It's my favorite thing to do, and I love doing it in the summertime specifically. Summertime movies, by yourself. Get your popcorn, get your drink, get your candy. Sit down, enjoy the cool air, watch your movie. No one talks to you. It's beautiful. And if you hate the movie, you don't have to lean over and say, this movie sucks, can we leave? You can just leave. You can just leave. If you want to watch a double feature, fucking watch a double feature. No one's waiting for you. Go and do it. There are benefits to being alone that I now seek out because it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice to like when you're going on a trip. I've gone on many trips by myself. Last year, I went to Savannah. I did a Stranger Things tour because I was in Georgia. And um, I also did a trip past Atlanta to Noonan. Uh, to see a friend at the time, who's now my boyfriend, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> That's another story for another time. But at the time, he was my friend. And um, those trips, I did not have to ask permission, except for when I went into Noonan. Then it kind of was like, Meh. But the solo trip part of it in Savannah and the Stranger Things trip that I did specifically... If I didn't enjoy something, I could leave. I could bounce immediately. If I wanted to go to a certain thing, usually it was a spooky site or something haunted, I could go there and spend as much time as I wanted there because no one was complaining that they didn't want to go or it wasn't something that they wanted to do or like they got bored after they got there. I got to plan my entire itinerary. I went to Tybee Island. I sat there for about 20 minutes. I realized I was hungry and I left and no one got upset that I only went to Tybee Island for 20 minutes. Why? Because no one's complaining, it's just me. And so I got to go there, spend my time and bounce. I got to eat at a French cafe, actually two French cafes while I was in Savannah. No one complained, no one wanted to go somewhere else. I got to pick where I went. Do you realize how many trips I have spent with family and friends where our idea of what would be fun didn't match and so I either had to give up something or not spend as much time in that place because other people were not interested in what I was interested in and I'm sure they felt the same way about some areas that they wanted to go and visit. That doesn't happen when you go on solo trips. You also don't have to get a seat on a plane that sit next to anybody you can just take whatever seat because you're by yourself it's beautiful now for the restaurant thing this is the big one that i i still do myself and i get and i understand but it's never if i really want to go to a place i'll go I guess I have more confidence now than I did in my early 20s, but I will go now. I will sit at a steakhouse. I will order my steak. I will take up room at that table. I will tip really well, and then I will take my my food home with me, whatever. But there are some restaurants that I get are more fun to do with people, and that is kind of an area I feel like it's okay to like go out on dates to the specific restaurants. When I was single, that's what I would do. I would push for a certain restaurant that I wanted to go to because most guys don't really know where to take people on dates anymore, and so you can propose that. That's one thing you can do. Friends. Set up a time with friends to go to that restaurant. If you don't have friends that wanna go to that restaurant, or if the person on the dating app or wherever you're meeting people these days at the gym, whatever, doesn't wanna go to that restaurant, still go. Get the courage. And go to the restaurant, sit by yourself. If they have a bar, sit at the bar. There was an amazing person that used to be um, in my same workplace. They no longer work where I work. But she would go out specifically by herself to restaurants and she would get dressed up. She would look fancy. She'd take pictures of herself. She would order as much food as she wanted. She would chat up the people. At the restaurant, sometimes she was specifically sit at the bar, maybe she would sit at a booth and she would talk to the waiter. She had a great time by herself because she made it something special for herself, something that she was doing out of her ordinary structured life to have a good time, and she didn't need anyone. And that silence, when you're able to meet new people at a restaurant, enjoy the food, and not rush or stay too long, It has an aura about it that I can't explain you have to experience and it's beautiful. I'm sure I don't need to explain this to the more introverted people in the world, but for us extroverts, it is a new skill we do need to learn because we can't control whether or not we have someone with us all the time. And it's better for us to not have that red flag of constantly needing someone in order to get our hair cut or to pick out furniture or whatever it is. like Allow yourself to be alone in those moments and then go home. It is quite nice. I want to acknowledge that there are hard days that come with always being alone. I know, I've had them. I've experienced that slump of wanting to go somewhere, feeling like it would not be fun unless I had someone with me and therefore I gave it up. Or those nights where I just want someone to talk to while I watch Pride and Prejudice. I get it. It is very hard and I'm not going to minimize that. But I'm going to give you some advice on how to take those nights where it's really hard and turn it into a skill. I talked about earlier where you can determine in your feelings what needs to be met. That is absolutely true in those instances as well. Is this a need that I need to fill? Is this a need that someone else needs to fill for me? Great. I'm feeling alone. What standard do I need to set for myself that I will allow myself to fill the need and where someone else needs to come in? and fill that need I set the standards now for my future while I'm alone so you don't need to look at it as something that is a perpetual state that you will always be in but more of a starting line towards a new life more of a starting line towards something that you want to progress and grow in you can now determine how you are going to be happy when you're sad you can feel those feelings, let them be there, but understand what in your body is saying you need. Set the standards, set the tone, set that projection towards your future. Make action with those hard days. You can do that. I've done it. That's how I'm living my happy life now and not fretting too much about going to the symphony by myself. I went to a Beatles concert in January um, at the symphony, and I was surrounded by people in their, their 80s. It was great. I sat by myself, and there were just old people all around me while these, the symphony played with these singers singing Beatles songs, and it was great. And I told my mom about it, and she said, who did you go with? And I said, well, I went by myself. And she felt so bad that I had to go by myself, but I didn't really think about it because I don't now – feel bad about doing things that I enjoy by myself like I take the pictures I enjoy the atmosphere and then I tell people that can't be there later about it and now I have a new story to like add to the intrigue of myself oh yes I went to the Beatles symphony like whatever you do by yourself. Like I plan on going to a baseball game later on this year by myself. I don't know when, I don't actually know if I'll get the tickets or not, but I'm not going to not go to the baseball game this summer just because no one else wants to go watch a baseball game. I did that in Korea too. I would go and watch baseball games. Sometimes it was with people. Sometimes it was by myself. Sometimes I would go to the mall by myself in Korea. It's fine. And then after those events are done, now you have a cool story to tell people about. You have something to say In your conversations when you call home or call your bestie or even if you're in a long distance relationship like I am, I have something to tell my boyfriend at the end of the day when I went out and did something cool and I can tell him about the old ladies dancing to Beatles songs when I went to the symphony. There is a beauty in having something for yourself to add color to your personality that no one else has experienced and now you have that story. I love that part of it. I embrace it. I've even done one more step even farther. I started to do things within my myriad of hobbies to incorporate the things that I do by myself. I have a couple of different Instagram and YouTube accounts where I will do things that I enjoy and I turn it into an artistic endeavor. So that trip that I did to Tybee Island and to Savannah, I made some TikTok videos that were very vibey and fun. I will also do bath content where I will like curate a bath. And I usually do this during October. It's because, you know, Halloween is my favorite holiday. And I love doing vibey things. And so I will get bath bombs and bath soaps and different cups and like lighting and our like, decorations. And I will make beautiful aesthetic content during that time by myself that fills my weekends and I have a great time and then I have beautiful art I can look at. So I incorporate hobbies into it. And when I go to that baseball game this summer, maybe I will make a couple of TikTok videos or maybe I will, you know, take some time to take some fun pictures and have that to show my kids one day that I I went to a baseball game by myself, and how cool that was. Like, it doesn't have to be sad that you're alone. Turn it into a hobby, turn it into something artistic. When I lived in Korea, for example, on weekends, I would get a notebook and I would get dressed up and I would go to a cafe in Korea and I wrote an entire book that will probably never see the light of day. It is a personal book that I wrote, but I wrote that book and I made it a really artistic and expressive way to spend my time when I didn't have time to spend with my friends who I did have friends in Korea. I spent that time alone and I even did a writer's retreat in January one year where I went to a special hotel that was like Korean house inspired. They're called Hanok's and I went by myself. I took luxurious baths and I wrote my book in the cafe that they had there It was a very pretty place and I went to their breakfast place and their dinner place by myself I got food by myself I watched tv by myself and I had the best time at my own personal writing retreat and I have that memory forever now and it is a happy memory for me because I made it so I took the effort for myself to make myself happy and I hope someone is listening to this and is getting inspired to at least go to a cafe and write. You can write on a computer, on a notebook, you could you could paint, you could do like get a coloring book. That would be so cool. Get a coloring book, go to a cafe and color in the coloring book while you drink your overpriced coffee at a cafe while you look nice. It is something special you can do for yourself that... I still do kind of like when I'm studying for tests or when I have something coming up work related or like a project, I will still go to a cafe and do it just because it gets me out of the norm and the rut of being at home and does something to my, my vibe, you know, it makes me feel a little bit more special. Like I'm actually important or something, you know, I've got a project I'm working on at this cafe for my business. Like it makes you feel more, more, present I guess and in a way like showing that you exist in the world in a way that is positive take that for what you will that's how I view it that's how I express myself and has helped me through a lot of times where I was alone being alone is not something that I feel like In the year of our Lord, 2023, that we need to be viewing as a weakness or a barrier to things that make us happy. Your relationship status can change and will change and will update and will downgrade and will move around in your 20s and probably all the way up until you die. Does that mean that now you need to be unhappy just because you're single? I hope this episode proves to you that there are other avenues that you can be taking to update your mindset on this and find ways to establish this understanding that you are the only thing you are ever going to have for forever, You are the only asset that will stay forever. You are the only person that fully understands you and you're the only person that fully can fulfill your happiness because you are yourself and you know what you want and what you need and how you're going to get it. That is how you're going to be happy single. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you had a great time. Remember, if you're listening on Spotify, I have a question for you this week and a poll. If you're listening on Apple, you know, like leave me a comment, leave me a review, let me hear from you. I would love, really love, more interaction with my listeners. Um, yeah, so next week I'm gonna do something a little spicy, a little different, a little bit of woo woo going on. You know, I love me a little woo woo every now and then. So we're gonna do that next uh, next week. Next week, okay. I'm moving. Um, maybe I shouldn't promise you an episode next week. So the next episode, we'll say that, (laughs) um, it's going to be woo woo. And it's going to be talking about Oracle cards and the psychology behind some of the more woo -woo practices that are now trendy. I think that would be fun. So I'm going to send you out. I hope to see you next week. As long as I'm there next week, we will see because I don't know. I'm moving. Um, so I'm gonna send you out remember to stay present. Remember that two realities can exist at once and both are valid and both are beautiful and both can be filled with happiness. Remember to study the brain because it's a beautiful place and I will see you when I see you. Bye.